Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ballsy Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. This, of course, is a podcast dedicated to the trials and tribulations of the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. I am your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Burns himself, Own Byrne. Own, how are you through week five? All good, Al. All good. Another great week of football, if you uh, just forget about Thursday night. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Good fancy time. There's lots of ups and downs. Plenty to talk about. Yeah, there sure is, and we will uh, kick off with that uh, Thursday night game, all right? So uh, let's get right into it. Let's get into the news. But let me hit you with some knowledge. We're looking back at week five in the NFL, of course, did start with the doozy on the Thursday night, which was an absolute... Snorfest. Of course it was. We saw the Denver Broncos be beaten at home by the Colts by 12 points to 9. A field goal fest with nothing really uh, happening uh, throughout the game. It was an absolute uh, absolute mess on. Yeah, uh, obviously it was pretty clear that it's been the worst game of the season all, uh, so far and Hopefully it'll remain that way, and all games from here on in will be better. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're uh, recording Friday, and we know that that's not the case after last night's game between the Commanders and Bears, but we'll get that to that next That was a better week. game. At least I had touchdowns. <laughs> You're using the plural there, Owen. You're using the plural. All right, let's move on. The first game in London, or... Uh, Excuse me, the second game was in London, first game of Sunday. Uh, and I saw the Packers heavily favoured against the New York Giants. Lose as the Giants come from behind. Sick one, Barkley bringing it in and giving up a, a late intentional safety at the end just to see it out. Good times for the New York football Giants. Yeah, uh, look, they're uh, they're high flying at the minute. Uh, started four and one, great start to the season. Another great game in London. You love to see it, and you know it's always a good day when the Packers lose. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Elsewhere around the league, the Buffalo Bills continued their impressive start to the season, demolishing the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at home by thirty-eight points to three. Elsewhere. A really good game in Cleveland. So the Browns lose out by two points to the Chargers, 30 points to 28. Another really good game in Minnesota. The Vikings topple your Bears 29 to 22, but lots of high flying and lots of high scoring action in those games. Yeah, uh, some nice games there. Look, I think I feel like the Chargers, in particular on defense, haven't been the team we were expecting to see. Uh, so far this year now look there's time for them to get it together the Browns aren't great uh, basically outside of their run game uh, Nick Chubb excellent as ever in that game uh, some really nice runs two touchdowns over 100 yards and look uh, my old Bears gave uh, gave the, the Vikings a run for their money there in the second half um, they put up a good showing uh, improvement every week from uh, Justin Fields lots of optimism Um Still dreadful, but, I mean, we're clearly on the rise. Slowly. (laughs) 
Slow it is, slow it is. Also slow for the Texans and Jaguars who played out a dire 13 points to 6 game. Texans coming out on top there. Uh, elsewhere, the Patriots put a hurting on the high-flying Detroit Lions. 29 to zip. The number one scoring offense in the league held to a goose egg by Bill Belichick and his defensive stalwarts. Yeah, uh, you know, number one offense. It's not surprising the Lions gave up 29 points, but it is surprising they didn't score. They were uh, the number one offense going to the game. But look, Bill Bill Belichick just out-coaching. Out-coaching Dan Campbell, as simple as that. Um, they couldn't get it done on the field. Bill's a mastermind of taking away your best uh, your best assets, and he does it again. The Lions couldn't do anything. Absolutely. Some really entertaining games then as we headed down the stretch on Sunday in New Orleans. The Saints beat the Seahawks 39-32 to in a high one. The New York Jets hammered the Miami Dolphins, who were off to a really good start, but hammered them 40 points to 17. Both teams now 3-2. and two. The Jets up-and-coming Dolphins with problems in the QB zone. Yeah, obviously uh, part of uh, my uh, lock of the week bank bet uh, last week, uh, the Miami Dolphins. Clearly, we were hurt by the fact that Teddy Bridgewater went out after the first play and uh, Skylar Thompson had to uh, take over. Um, Look, that's obviously not ideal when you're betting on the team. Um, Thompson wouldn't have had practiced at all and just thrown in there last minute. Uh, Not the kind of guy that was going to be able to take over doing that way as a third stringer but look the Jets are able to capitalize but I think if Bridgewater played the whole game that'd have been a much different result. Indeed it may. Uh San Francisco 49ers uh continued their good run of form as they hammered the Carolina Panthers 37 to 15 in Carolina. Then we got a clutch of really close games. The Buccaneers beat the Falcons 21-15 in a really sluggy game as was the Titans' 21-17 victory over the Commanders, followed by Sunday night's game between the Eagles, the only undefeated team in the NFL, now with 5-0, and with their 20 points to 17 win over the Cardinals. A few close ones there, on could have went either way. Yeah, for sure. Again, again, we spoke about this before. The Eagles came out hot, um, scored more majority of their points in the first half. And, you know, kind of get a little cold in the second half, only managing uh, two field goals. Uh, could have been caught by maybe a more consistent team. Cardinals have been struggling, in particular on offense, trying to get things together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sunday night then, we had the champion LA Rams get pretty much blown away by the Dallas Cowboys. It ended 22-10, to 10, but the Cowboys were in total control of this game. Um, the Rams are look, not looking good. They're not. Uh, after week five games were over, this is not a uh, G-up for the Bears. This is just showing you how terrible the Rams are. The Bears have scored more points after five weeks than the Rams have. By three. 83 wow. points to 80. It's been tough sledding for the Rams. Uh, their O-line is not good, especially that left yeah, side. Yeah, pulled apart. I mean, it's... Pulled apart by yeah. the Cowboys, yeah. Yeah. It's been bad. And the 49ers. Uh, stat- yeah. 
Oh yeah, this, the 49ers dismantled them as well. Stafford doesn't look healthy at all. And either does Cam Akers. He can't run. He's not explosive. He's no pace. Yeah, yeah. Their running game is bad all in all, yeah. But that's probably down to the O-line as well. But yeah, there's no explosiveness really from Akers or Henderson. And uh, and yeah, they seem to be just lacking outside of Cooper Cup. They seem to be lacking any any kind of explosion. I know Tyler Higby's getting a lot of targets, but they seem to be all inside 10 yards. They're all kind of dump-offs, really. Um, and even the ones to cup are all inside 20 yards. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's probably Stafford uh, not being 100%. Yeah, but uh, look, on the plus column, your boy, Alan Robinson, getting some catches this week. Three catches in the bank. Woo. 12 yards. Woo. <laughs> I don't think I played him. Maybe I did. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, elsewhere, late on Sunday night was an individual matchup between the Ravens and Bengals. This one was a tough one, and the Ravens came out on top, nineteen to seventeen, and then a really, really good interdivisional game on Monday Night Football. The Chiefs coming out on top against the Raiders by thirty points to twenty nine. That one was really back and forth, a really good game. Yeah, for sure. The Raiders always seem to play the Chiefs well, um, have beaten them on, a, on occasions over the last couple of years. And, yeah, another tight one. Uh, the Chiefs will be happy to get out with the win, as will uh, the Ravens. They've been letting some leads slip um, of late and holding off against uh, probably going to be a key game come the end of the season against the Bengals uh, in division. It's probably going to be between the two of them duking it out for that division winner. So that could be a key result for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Week 5 also uh, came along with its uh, usual injury headaches, but uh, only one of a a pretty serious nature uh, for Rashad Penny. Yeah, Rashad Penny, only a major, major injury on the list today. Uh, He... Uh, had a pretty bad one. It was a serious ankle injury. He had to have surgery. Uh, he fractured his tibia by uh, all the accounts. And I think he already had surgery. I'm pretty sure he was having surgery straight away on Tuesday. Uh, he's in for at least a four-month recovery. His season is done. His future in Seattle is done. He's out of contract in at the end of the year and likely to uh, test the uh, free agency market. Uh, other guys that uh, left their games uh, last week and you will need to keep an eye on this week to see if they're playing or not. Uh, lots of questionables out there. But uh, included, not limited to, James Connor, Darrell Williams, running backs in Arizona, Baker Mayfield, T. Higgins, Dalton Schultz, uh, Christian Watson, Teddy Bridgewater, Tariq Hill, but he looks like he's going to be able to play. Damian Harris looks like he's going to miss. Nelson Aguilar, Chris Olave, and Pat Fryermuth are in concussion protocol. Just keep a small eye on Saquon Barkley. He did come back into the game, but that shoulder is definitely hurt. And, yeah, the other one was definitely, um, you know, Rashad Penny, as we mentioned. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple of more concussions this week. Uh, got the Chris Olave one looked, <laughs> looked a bit... Um, Looked a bit uh, serious. Uh, he caught a standing touchdown, kept the ball to the ground, but then just kind of fell around like a rag doll after he uh, after he took the shot to the head. 
Yeah, um, it's funny because some of the concussion ones can look pretty innocuous. Um, like even the ones we've seen with Tua, the second one that put him into concussion protocol where, uh, you know, he his body like seized up in that. It was more when he bounced on the ground. He wasn't hit in the head. Some of them could yeah. look more a little more innocuous. He was twisted around in the air and stuff like that, but didn't look like a big head injury, but clearly uh, it was in a bad way after. And then some other ones just, they clearly get battered in the head and, you know, some lads are not moving. They can be scary looking at times. Yeah, absolutely can. Yeah, it's uh, dangerous stuff. Okay, let's move ourselves on and look at the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League Week 5 matchups. Uh. We're five weeks down now, and we saw our second interdivisional matchup serve up some great games. Game one, our game of the week, came courtesy of yours truly and my fear boners as we tried to get back to winning ways against that so Ravens. This game served up the highest scoring game of the week. The fear boners saw Josh Allen, Leonard Fournette each get over 35 points in huge standout games. Rookie Brees Hall exploded for 27.7 points. Goddard, Wilson, and Gordon each saw double filler figures, but Gallup, Brown, Singletary, and the Vikings' D failed to reach 10 each. Albeit a lofty 166.92 points was the eventual target. That's a Ravens answer with CMC, Cup, and Andrews each well into the 20s. Pierce, Dalton, and Duvernay each into the teens, but poor returns from Stafford again, Robinson again, and the Jags D meant there were almost 35 points off the pace as we headed to Monday Night Football. But they had Josh Jacobs playing that night, and he needed a game for the ages against the Chiefs to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. And boy, did he give it some effort, 30.3 points total, left them three and a half points short. The Fear Bowlers claim the victory in a good one, and both teams end week five with a two and three record. Heavy hitting game here. Uh, some real nice score on both sides of the park, even with lads uh, letting you down, really, on both sides. Um, you know, Stephen Unlucky just happened to run into... Uh, the higher scoring team in the uh, on the week, uh, in yourself, but uh, would have got the W everywhere else, and uh, you know as you said, Josh Jacob gave it his best shot, uh, in the latest game of the week and just came up short, uh, but some really nice scoring, obviously a uh, a big worldly game again from uh, uh, Josh Allen and a uh, big one from Leonard Fournette, ten catches for eighty three yards and touchdown, uh, big help on top of the fifty six yeah. rushing yards and touchdown. Yeah, huge, yeah, yeah, it was a big game, right, and those two guys alone, yeah, put up more than 70 points, and that's, uh, you're hoping something like that gives you a win every week, but, uh, yeah, no, I look, it was a close game, I'm delighted to get the win and uh, be 2-3 and three rather than 1-4 and four and uh, have my backs against the wall, because uh, we'll get to other guys in that position very shortly. But game two featured one such team. It was the blowout of the week, and it again featured the winless QB anti-competitive as they took on high flyers, Kenneth Killers. 
But this week, everything came up Millhouse for the bottom side. Brown, Cooper, Cousins, and the Cowboys defense each claim more than 20 points each. Wentz, McLaurin, and Mixon all into double figures with only Harris, Dillon, and Komet letting the side down. Kenneth Killers entered the week sans Taylor Swift and couldn't shake it off. I have no love story for the Killers as no player got into the 20s. Brady came close while Boone, Sutton and Jones and the Bills D got to double digits, but none of them reached 13 points. He knew it was trouble when Penny, Moore, DeMuth and Anderson each failed to get to six points. This is all topped off with what equated to be a blank space as Higgins came up with a goose egg. Woof. In the end, QB anti-competitive? came out with a massive 70-point win and are off the mark for the season at 1-4. Kenneth's killers suffered their second loss of the season and a second loss where they failed to score more than 100 points. Not gorgeous. Ugly. 3-2 through five weeks. If you can get... The amount of Taylor Swift references I put in that report, you win a prize and will also be slagged mercilessly for knowing the correct answer. Anna, <laughs> he'll know them all. <laughs> <laughs> Benny is back. Welcome back to the league, Ben. Great W this week. Fantastic. We alluded to last week, could be the week catch Kieran on the hop without T-Swizzle and... You know, the story of injuries continued for Kieran through the weekend. Plenty. He had three lads, near uh, three or four of his team went out early in their game, went down, no injuries. You alluded to Teagans coming up with the goose egg. He, like, basically just didn't play. He was suited up and basically just sat yeah. on the bench the entire game. And, look. Yeah, Penny and Fryer moves both went down. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Penny as well, Rashad Penny. But look, yeah. I don't know how much it would have mattered. Uh, Ben's put up a big score here. Had a real nice week. Uh, obviously, some of the key players are, are Hollywood Brown and Mary Cooper. And um, Cousins had a nice day against the Bears. And um, look, the Dallas defense, obviously, we alluded to how bad the Rams were earlier. Uh, the Dallas defense obviously had a day as well. So, welcome back to the league, Ben. Uh, phenomenal to get off the winning uh, winning ways. Fair play to you, pal. Indeed. Well, game three was another good one as Nick Cage's bunnies took on rebuild in progress. Nick Cage's bunnies have been red hot, red hot to start the season once again and set out their stall on Sunday early. Only Thielen, Goff and the Titans team would ha- fail to hit double figures. Everyone else got in there, including Williams and Chubb in the 20s and Master, who came very close to the same. Rebuild and Progress had themselves a day with only Chargers failing to do anything and Henry was just shy of 10 points. Pearson Adams reached over 20 and everyone else in double digits. It was neck and neck as we headed to Monday Night Football. Rebuild and Progress had Derek Carr and Clyde Edwards-Solaire. Nick Cage's bunnies had Travis Kelsey. Carr played well, but CH didn't do so well. 
They needed Kelsey to be quiet in order to seal the victory. Kelsey finished the game with only 25 yards. But with an Al Bundy-esque four touchdown catches and 33 points. Nick Cage's Bunny steal one to finish League 5 with a league-best 4-1 record. While rebuilding progress is on, lucky start to the season continues. And they stare down a 1-4 start. Tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this is a tough one. Uh, he's just run into it again, and I hear, um, you know, uh, this one was pure robbed. Kittle has robbed him here. If you'd gone in, if you'd gone in Kelsey. before that, or Kelsey even, sorry, uh, if you'd gone in before that game and thought Kelsey's only going to have twenty five yards receiving, and I'd be laughing thinking he had to win in the bank. Twenty five yeah. yards receiving, but from seven receptions and four touchdowns. You know, Kelsey was on fire. They just couldn't cover him, and it was strange. It was it was actually yeah. laughable how open he was for all the touchdowns, nearly. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, you get down to the red zone, you, you like, who are they looking for? Yeah, who job. are they going to no be looking that, for? No one else, on no one else can catch a pass, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it. It's ridiculous, and he's essentially wide open. Uh, but look, again, I mean, arguably one of the most consistent uh, scores in fantasy this year Nick Chubb does it again has not posted a sub 15 point score yet this season and yeah. through, through 5 games uh, he's been over uh, 20 points 3 times you know uh, super stuff uh, always good to have someone in your lineup that you can just rely on you know the points are going to be coming in nice win from Ross and uh, as you alluded to continues his hot start to the year Indeed, indeed. Well, Game 4 saw a hugely tight game uh, between the walking jinx and kick in the squibs. Kick in the squibs saw huge days from Justin Jefferson and Gabe Davis, who totaled 63 points between them. Kamara got over 20 with T-Law and Tannehill in double figures, but not quite into the teens. Dobbins, Hawkinson, Williams, Woods and the Packers D would all finish for a combined 22.4 points. 131.1 points in total is beatable, but the jinx is in. After a two-game win streak to start the season and sneaky favourites tag applied, the walking jinx have now lost three on the bounce. Only Akers and the Chiefs D failed to get into double figures. Everyone else was in double figures, but only Hurts could eclipse 20. Good scoring across the board, but just not enough of it. Kicking the squibs, eke out a third win in a row, and unbelievably, now 3-2. and two. Walking Jinx, equally unbelievably, 2-3. and three. A good win on... Oh, Alan. <laughs> I don't know how this is happening. My team is absolute garbage. And I'm three and two. Three on the spin. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> no one would have been a hurt. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no chance. Everyone was looking down the line. When do I get to play on? When's the week I get to play on? Get the out handy W. And I would have been thinking the same if I were you lads. Surprise package. It was nice to have Kamara back this week doing some damage. And look, another weekend has passed where... You know what I mean? You don't want to be losing to Keane. Like, I mean, and who wants to be really losing to Keane? 
Uh, we tried to tip him as the favourites. Clearly got a blow at head. And yeah, he's gone downhill. He's gone off the cliff now. Yeah, yeah, it's another, another, another tough one there in a close game as well. Could have went either way, but and as I said, he got consistent scoring across the board, but just, just not enough. Just not enough. Yeah, I mean, like getting the, you know, you need to be if you're getting like ten, eleven points across the board, you need to have the guys that are exploding for twenty plus. You do need them, like I mean, to win, especially yeah. in this league because yeah. it's so competitive. This league is, there is a lot of um. A parity in the league, despite some of the, uh, despite some of the records. I mean, lads have been scoring big and losing. I mean, we've looted to green over several weeks, and uh, you know, even earlier talking about Stephen. I mean, he'd have beaten anyone else. You got to score big to win around here, and consistency isn't everything. That's it. That's it. Well, we end the week five rundowns with two games which turn into blowouts. The first of which is applied by High Flyers, Dalvin and the Chipmunks over the Champs, mediocre football team. The Chipmunks had Diggs and Wilson go for 20 plus apiece. Burrow Barkley chasing the 49ers D all with 12 plus points. Palmer, IU, Connor never failed to fire, but a decent 131.98 points haul was got for the week which would be more than enough mediocre football team had poor output across the board the chargers double act of herbert and eckler scored 50.32 points between them the entire rest of the roster would only score 30 and a half points woof only judy would get more than six points with conklin topping off a rough weekend with a goose egg. Dalvin and the Chipmunks out to a league best 4-1 record and looking impressive. Mediocre football team, despite the loss, are still on the positive side of things in the mix at 3-2. Another big win for Quinny. Yeah, another nice win for Quinny. Obviously he's capitalised quite easily here on, on a huge down week from Adam, but... You know, Quinny's quietly going about his business there, four and one, and uh, a real nice team. He's uh, we've alluded to before. He's going to take a lot of beating. Uh, hilarious, I think. Uh, one note from Adam's team here is in a game that we talked about earlier. How bad the Rams are losing twenty two ten to Dallas. Cooper Rush only gets one point nine eight fancy points. But the Rams' defense got six. <laughs> oh, yes. The trials and tribulations of fantasy. Hysterical. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, last but not least, the final game of the week saw the human beings take on Cup My Balls. The human beings came out swinging with Geno Smith, King Henry, and Tyler Lockett all going for 24-plus points apiece. But my balls could only answer with Dalvin Cook going for 20-plus. Human beings also had their duds, though, as Algaier, St. Brown, and Disley, and the Box D all failed to break seven points each. Cut my balls answered that with Matt Ryan and Miles Sanders failing to get going. Human beings had a seven, uh, sorry, a six-point lead as we headed to Monday Night Football. And Juju Smith-Schuster erased this lead in that game for Cut My Balls. 
But Patrick Mahomes took over for the human beings with a massive 30-point haul and gave the human beings a 30-point win after a toughly fought Sunday action. Cut my balls, end week 5, 2-3 and three in their debut season. The human beings, well in the mix now, 3-2. and two. Yeah, uh, Green just, you know, he's continued to be a powerhouse, uh, basically, this year. Um, very high scoring every week. Um, obviously, uh, Kevin's the newbie around the block, and uh, he's been doing not too bad. He's, been, he's had his up and down weeks, a bit of a roller coaster at the moment. But yeah, Green Green is really the story here. Uh, another another great week for him, um, despite being let down in certain areas. Uh, he's definitely uh, he's definitely one to be to be looking at under the radar. If you're playing him uh, that week, you want to be bringing your best because uh, he's going to put up numbers. Yeah, easily the highest scoring team in our league so far this year. Already close to eight hundred points. Indeed he is, and that brings us very nicely into looking at how week six is going to shake out on the road ahead. Really? Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. The aforementioned Mr. Green and the human beings have a really juicy matchup this week as they take on league leaders Dalvin and the Chipmunks, the 4-1 powerhouse against the 3-2 league higher scorers. A juicy one for this, uh, this, this, this game. Just has a, This is what we're looking for. Yeah, this has shootout written all over. This is Chiefs Bills, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Elsewhere, we've got three matches where we've got a 2-3 and three team taking on a 3-2 and two team, all of them scheduled to be close. First of them, the champs, mediocre football team, take on newcomers, cup my balls, looking to even out the scores. Elsewhere, a kick in the squibs, 3-2, and two, take on a 2-3 and three, that's so Ravens team in what could turn out to be another banana skin potentially for Steven. Or Owen back down to earth. Then we've got the walking jinx, three and two, taking on uh, uh sorry, they're two and three, and they're taking on the two and three Kenneth Killers. I've said that completely arseways. The two yeah, and totally three walking jinx take on the take on the three and two Kenneth Killers. In uh what's not looking to be uh, a very close game, but I think again uh, Kieran going to be hit by the injury bug for this week. Yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, elsewhere. The two and three fear bowlers take on the one and four rebuild in progress in a trying to uh, kickstart his season as I try to get back to parity. And finally, we've got what could be a one-sided affair as the four and one Nick Hage's bunnies come up against the one and four. QB anti-vax. Some good matchups on again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely some uh, some juicy heavy hitter matchups. Uh, some teams trying to uh, get back to winning ways, and um, you know some injury plague teams. It's going to be interesting. And obviously, 
We are into the start of bye weeks. Another spanner in the works. Absolutely. Week six, of course, the start of the bye weeks, which run all the way to week 13 or 14 or something ridiculous like that. Uh, Yeah, uh, you really got to keep an eye on those uh, those lineups and those matchups. And uh, this is where depth is going to to be an issue for almost every team at one point or another. Yeah, basically, like, I mean, you could just have a week where a lot of your players are missing. Uh, hopefully, you've planned around that uh, beforehand and don't realise it the week of. but uh, just be looking ahead. Uh, Sleeper is very helpful in, especially on the app on the phone, gives the number of the bye week right beside the player in brackets. Uh, if you didn't know what that number was, that's what it is. Um, so just, you know, be looking ahead. You might need to make some moves. You might need to look at the waiver wire. And, uh, you know, let's see some trades. Yeah, just got to uh, set those lineups, absolutely. Let's move on now to the If You're Not First or Last Redraft League. If you ain't first, you're last. Another good week in the Redraft League. First off, my Unnecessary Roughness team came up against a juggernaut as... I faced Steven in both leagues. He got the win in this one. A huge 185.56 points put up by him. That was uh, best in the league. He moves to 4-1. I am now 3-2 after two losses on the bounce. Elsewhere, Ross is stashed the way I like it. Back to winning ways with a 31-point victory over Ana's Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Ana staring down another 1-4 record here. He's not having a good fantasy year. The suckiest bunch of sucks, and Boo Earns get another victory to go to 3-2 and two over Adam's Hot Chub Time Machine, who ends up on 2-3 and three after 5. Elsewhere, a really tight game between Aaron and Michael. Aaron's team wins at 150.56 to 147.76. Both teams end the week 2-3. and three. And finally, some good news for Kean. He gets a victory over Ben this week, 149 to 119, a 30-point win. And Kean moves to 3-2, and two, Ben 2-3. Two and three. Looking a quick look at the table, Steven out ahead, 4-1, and one, one game back. We suck his bunch of sucks, fantasy football team, unnecessary offense and staffs the way you like it. On 2-3, and three, Aaron's team, Hotchup Time Machine, Mr. Big Seeks and Destroyers, and my bald Zach Ertz. Big, big shoulders on Ana as he carry in the league with a 1-4 and four record. Some good games yeah, again. On. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice little league we have here, you know. Uh, you know, it's close. Uh, some important wins this week. Uh, you know, Stephen, Keane, and myself in particular. Um, you know, trying to keep... Uh, Hot in the heels of um, that number one seed. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what you're looking for. Get into the playoff mix. All Anything right. Anything can happen then. Let's, that, that is for sure. That is for sure. We saw that last year with guys off to hot starts and losing very few games and not making the finals. So there you go. Let's move on to everyone's favorite corner. The betting corner. 
Who do you like in the afternoon games? Well, I like the 49ers because they're pure of heart. Seattle because they got something to prove. And the Raiders because they always cheat. And in an extremely suspicious play, the Raiders win! Yeah, we're striking out 0 for 2 now in our new betting corner. Neither of us getting... Uh, Getting uh, some wins off the marks, but I feel it in my bones this week, Owen. I feel it in my bones. We're going to come up with two winners. What have you got for the betting community? 100%. This is the week. Last week would have been the week without Teddy Bridgewater getting injured. Not sour over one bit. Let's just move on. <laughs> oh, what a dick. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I'm very excited about my two bets again this week. Like I was last week, we're going back again to the old faithful San Francisco 49ers coming back to oh, the yeah. East Coast again. Back-to-back weeks in the East Coast has actually boded well for them, quite well for them in the past. They are minus five and a half favorites at the Falcons. Falcons, big uh, run offense, big play action. Niners don't allow you to run the ball. If you can't run the ball, play action won't work. I definitely see uh, uh, Falcons really struggling here as the Niners defense gets on top of them and uh, the Niners putting up some points. So doubling them, 49ers minus 5.5, doubled up with the Cincinnati Bengals. They are away to the Saints. The Saints are not the team that I envisioned them being coming into the season. They are super struggling at the moment. Um, You know, had a big shootout last week with the Seahawks. Lots of plays both sides that could be a little fatigued. I think the Bengals are starting to put things together a little bit. Um, the only question in this game is how well uh, the Saints defense will run two high safeties. Doesn't look like Marshawn Latmore is going to be playing. That two high safety system has given Joe Burrow some trouble in the past. But uh, with that big missing lockdown corner piece... There should be uh, plenty of room for uh, Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase, if Higgins is out, to uh, have a nice week. I like them minus one and a half. That's the double. Bengals minus one and a half. 49ers minus five and a half. Alrighty. And of course, I do not know anything about betting. I'm getting, uh, I'm just uh, going on my gut. And this week, uh, Bailey Zappi is going to start again. Probably for the Patriots as they head into the dog pound to play the uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, and they are Patriots plus two and a half. So I'm putting in my lock of the week for the <laughs> Browns to win by three points or more. I think the Browns are going to take it at home and get back uh, to winning ways. So there you have it. We got the uh, 49ers and. Bengals followed by the Browns at home against Zeppi and Co. All right, and that brings us to the end for another week of the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Thank you so much for joining us, for downloading, for listening. We'd love to get your comments and uh, uh, reviews, what have you. Um, just remember, guys, set those lineups. Watch out for those bye weeks. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to another uh, action-packed weekend of fantasy football and uh, NFL in general on, yeah? 
yeah, uh, some juicy games in the NFL this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. And for anyone out there who is a better and would like to prosper up, so offer up some bets any given week, let's hear from you. I will personally critique or uh, constructively criticize your uh, picks. <laughs> Or applaud you if you actually get them right where we have consistently got ours wrong. <laughs> Don't worry, it's all good. It's the long game. There's plenty of time left in the season. Absolutely. Okay, guys, we will talk to you after week six. Until next week, bye-bye. Bye.